I was 19 the first time I was kind of doing a little bit of hoeing, right? I've been a good girl for majority of my life. Like, oh, I have a boyfriend and that's who I'm with for all this time. And I was literally with my daughter's father from the age of 16 until into like around that time. So I had only been with that person through high school, going into college, and then we broke up. He cheated on me with a girl on the volleyball team. And then he went away to a D1 school. So I was damn near heartbroken, right? Like, this is the person I was with. I was ending out my freshman year of college, and this guy that I had been with for the last couple years cheated on me and then left the city. And then I was like, I felt it for a minute until I got my own apartment and then I got a car and I had a job <laughs> and I'm in school. I'm kind of feeling myself. So I'm like, boy, fuck him. Wow. <laughs> I'm smelling myself. I'm feeling real. You know, like I'm feeling good. Right. And then I was like, oh, I work with this motherfucker. He cute, whatever, whatever. We working at the same job, but then it's this other motherfucker too. He cute too. Work at the same job, then it's this other motherfucker. <laughs> You're, I'm over here like, all right, cool. I like all y'all. This how this how I'm moving, right? So today we're talking about the good girl that turns into a hoe. It's a lot of factors that go into that. And we're going we gonna to dissect that. We're going to talk about it. Um, people go through that stage at different points in their life. But we're going we gonna to unpack that today. So we're going to get right into it. It's your freak hostess, Jody, And you're tuned into Provocative. No one knows what it means, but it's provocative. I will marry a nigga off some dick. Because everything else we can work on. And I've, I have uh, sporadic periods of excessive masturbation. I really like how that just sounded. If I fuck you once and it's good, I'm gonna keep fucking you. Cause I didn't start sucking dick until college. Blew in that man's butthole. <laughs> that, that shit is wicked. That shit. Alright, so first, um, I do want to introduce uh my guest today, a really good friend, sister, if you will, of mine. Um, I'm going to allow her to introduce herself. Um, what's up, y'all? So it's your girl Cam. Some of y'all may have seen me before, others may have not. Either way, I'm truly just here to support my girl and sister, she can say. Um, I just want to talk to y'all about, you know, the stigmas behind the bullshit. And nobody knows better than Jody herself. Period. <laughs> um, I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> we getting there for sure. No, for real. I'm always reading, always educating because yes. I want to give y'all the right information. So y'all know I ain't going to talk about nothing that I do not know anything about. I'm going to do my research, right? Okay, cool. So the good girl turned hoe. Now, at some point or another, every woman has mm -hmm. been labeled a good girl damn near mm -hmm. like it's just at different ages that it kind of gets stripped from you based on like what's going on societal pressures stereotypes etc yep. um do you think you were considered a good girl for majority of your life absolutely it was actually funny because like the story that you told on the introduction like i relate to that 
super heavy. Like that's literally my exact story as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I was with a guy. We were seventeen. That's when I was first allowed to have a boyfriend, and um, he was my first love, my first everything. Um, but he was a year ahead of me. Mm-hmm. So I was a junior when we started dating. He was a senior, so naturally he's graduating. Like you know, whatever. Um, I thought that you know, <laughs> like I, of course, then when you, you think that like, young, yes, you, we're gonna be together forever. So infatuated, it's weird looking back. Like, bitch, calm down. But yeah, like you, you, you really do be caught up in the moment because you hope that for yourself. You know, some people get lucky. Like, shout out to them people. But um, yeah, so you know, I'm thinking like, yeah, this my nigga. So of course, I actually ended up going to a different school my senior year. So I did a for my first three years at Brooks, I got kicked out. I ended up going to TF North for my senior mm. year. So I'm in a new environment, but naturally I'm still a good girl. So like this new environment is not pushing me to like cheat on my nigga. Of course there's niggas around, don't get me wrong. And I'm like, damn, you cute, you cute. But I'm still like, you know, I'm I'm, I'm a cool good girl. Yeah, like I was in love with this nigga. Um, so when I found out he was cheating, because he was away at school, he also went to school to play football. Okay. Basketball yeah. over. Yeah. <laughs> so when I found out he was cheating, I'm like, damn, I'm, damn, the whole time? <laughs> like, so after that, I was like, okay, cool. So I'm finna start, you know, doing my little shit too. Like, what's up? And granted that I wasn't ready to like be sexual with other niggas because I had so much trauma. And even for me, losing my virginity to him was a lot. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't thinking about like the sexual shit, but I was thinking about like the attentive. Not for sure. Like, the niggas like that was, I'm, Badass bitches transferred to this new school. Like, oh, these niggas are on me. I just, like, that was enough for me. But then I did end up fucking with somebody. And one thing <laughs> we know to be true is that being viewed as a hoe has nothing to do with actual sexual activity. It Even if you're I've been entertaining. I've I lost my virginity. Exactly. Even if you're like, entertaining a lot of different guys, it doesn't matter. people are Talk raising to a guy their too nice. Talk to a girl boyfriend. So, say mm-hmm. hi to a nigga. Like, it didn't even matter. Like, I was called a hoe well before I was even considering having sex. For sure. Uh, you brought up something earlier in your story, and you said that uh, being with him, your views of, oh, this is who I'm going to be with, and this is, like, forever. Mm-hmm. That's You said that's what we hope for ourselves. Yeah, so, like, you and feed I think, yourself that. <laughs> no, and it's like, but here's the thing. It wasn't that you fed yourself that. You looked at the role, the 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 adult figures in your life, and you see them in relationships, right? So it's like, okay, from early on at a young age, what you're doing is you're repeating your what you perceive to be the reality of the adults around you, and yeah. you're projecting that onto yourself, yeah, right? I love. Right. So it's like yeah. you see, oh, my God, this is how my parents are. Yeah. This is what I want for the rest of my life, yep. even though I'm a kid. It's like, whoa, yeah. re-fucking-lax. Yeah, and it's like relax. <laughs> but even as an adult now looking back, I'm so glad that I knew love that way mm-hmm. at such a young age, you know? Because mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, it didn't work out with that nigga, and I probably gave too much of myself. But it's like fast-forwarded 12 years. Like, did I really give too much of myself? I don't think so, because, like, my capabilities to still love in that way 12 years later, and he not the only nigga that hurt me mm-hmm. <laughs> over the years, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So it's just, like, I, I, I'm I, getting at the point where, like, I'm respecting each learning moment. You know? I love how you pointed yeah. out that you can appreciate 
the way in which you experience love at that age. Because one thing I would love for people to just be a little bit more conscious about and make sure they're asking this question. Is it love or is it attachment? How are you experiencing attachments? Because for me, on the flip side, my attachments towards, you know, my first real relationship were literally where I was playing out my anxious attachment style, my Mm. anxious and my Mm. anxious avoidant attachment style, because I'm actually like the a little bit of both. Mm -hmm. I'm anxious and I'm avoidant. So as I'm experiencing these attachments where it's like, okay, it started from childhood and now I'm having these relationships with different people as I get older, I'm noticing that on the one hand, I'm avoiding emotions because I had a childhood where I felt like I was never being heard anyway, so I avoided emotions, so I avoided talking about my feelings. Mm -hmm. Then I have this ancient attachment style where it's like I was never able to depend on people growing up so now I have to feel like I can count on you I Mm -hmm. need you to show me I need you to I need you to display your love in a way that lets me know you're there for me and then once you do that you're my person and I latch on to you and I'm like please exactly so it's like right exactly so it's like anxious avoidant both crazy and I know that now again at this age I'm glad that I'm able to identify that because then I can work through it a little better as someone who's just like going around and blaming all of the situations that went wrong and that's why they're doing the things they're doing self-reflection like figuring out like how it begins with you You yes yes you can like want to hold everybody else accountable but it's like okay you hold everybody else accountable for what they've done to you cool but hold yourself accountable for how they were allotted the time and space for sure. be able to do this to you. And then also extend yourself grace because, again, yes. that's why I'm going to continue to go back to the fact that your ideas about relationships, attachments, your relationship to um, who you decide to have sex with, how do you utilize your body, mm-hmm. all of those were thoughts that were projected onto you at a very young age before you even were conscious yeah, of it. definitely. And, of course, like, you know, again, we're talking about how that that state of mind, so, again, We want for ourselves under the consideration and under the assumption that you're still living up to this good girl title, Mm -hmm. right? (laughs) We, this is what we want for ourselves. And then we have that first instance where we were exposed to a situation where we realized that it did not fucking matter matter. if I was a good girl because I got cheated on and I got hurt. Do whatever he wants to do. Exactly. That's just it. So at that point, you're like, you know what? If you can't beat them, join them. So now I turn my savage up. So Mm -hmm. that's where you experience like, okay, somebody, you know, was a good girl turned hoe. Jay-Z said, you know, once the good girl's gone bad, she's, she's gone, gone forever. forever. <laughs> I, maybe, That's maybe not true, not. though. It's not true. Maybe. It's right. not true. Because here's the it's thing. It's not true. What I will say, she's saying that it's not true. But. But mm-hmm. it is true. It is. Because from a man's perspective, he will never look at you the, the same. same way. So and, you are gone forever. Your and reputation from a woman's is perspective, gone forever. From a woman's perspective, he won't ever we, get that same version of you again. For sure. For sure. And even if he does, <laughs> there will be a will, better version. But here's the thing. Even if he does, there won't. will never be a way for you to prove that to him. Exactly. No, because now, because the nigga gonna look at you differently regardless. Exactly. Yeah. So... I personally just feel like 
I mean, when a good girl gone bad, she gone forever. Okay, I think to a certain extent, it's not true because even when a good girl goes bad and she decides to be good again, the part in her that's left from the bad shit is the part that she needs, period. It's the mm-hmm. part that, uh, you not going to do that fuck shit to me again. Exactly. That's not going to happen the same way again. The first time you fuck up, that's it, I'm out. That's the that's the part that she need. But I genuinely do believe that good girl turned bad. If a good, if a genuinely good girl didn't want to be bad to begin with, <laughs> she's going to eventually end up back good. Like, that's, that's just how it goes. I th- I think what it comes down to is that it's that whole idea of, you know how, like, with kids, you try to preserve their innocence for as long as possible. Mm -hmm. You say, like, oh, no, Santa Claus does exist. Mm -hmm. The the Easter Bunny really is. I don't, what the hell does the Easter Bunny do besides bring eggs? Happy Easter. Yeah, that's about it. That's, like, there's no real narrative behind it. The tooth fairy brings money, get your tooth. The tooth fairy, right? Like, so... We try to preserve that innocence, but once we know that they're like, oh no, this is a reality, right? They they come out of this fantasy mm-hmm. world, these things don't exist. That is that is damn near the archetype of what happens when you're in a relationship as a teenager and this is your person and we're gonna be together forever. And you and then find something out that shit wasn't real. That it's not real. That you have this you have fantasized this idea. And again, we've been programmed. From little kids, like, oh, no, when you get older, you're going to yeah. get married. They say it all the time. Like, oh, I've been dreaming of my wedding day since I was five. And it's just like, gee, what? Relax. Relax. <laughs> Relax. That's why so many people end up so disappointed at 25, 30. You see the tweets? You see how many women tweet? Like, damn. It's so crazy how I thought I was going to be 25 and married with kids and settle down, got a house at it. And we here up 30, 31, 32 or whatever. And we like, so I thought, exactly. exactly. Like, yeah. And, um, (laughs) one thing that I want to, uh, point out, and I'm glad you talked about age, right? Mm -hmm. Because again, even when we was kids, we were like, oh yeah, I don't 25 and 30 was old to us then. Yes. Now we're well, living in it, and it's 30, like, no. Nah. And it's just like, bro, what? Like, I have so much more to go. Granted that I'm grateful for the things mm-hmm. that I've done for sure. in 30 years. But it's like, damn, like, oh, there's so much yeah. more to do. Oh, yeah, for sure. And that's the I think that's important when it comes to, like, oh, this idea of being a good girl and then being a hoe, too. Um, how much life experience are hmm. you really hmm. experiencing <laughs> when you – force yourself into these committed relationships at super early ages. Especially the ones that don't serve you and cause you trauma at mm-hmm. early age. And the, but even a thing with that, it's like, okay, what are you seeing around you mm-hmm. as a kid? What relationship models are you being brought up on? Because guess what? That's going to form your view of love and sex and relationships, like specifically sex. Like, again... Do you form an emotional attachment based on sex or do you view sex as just an act, right? You're going to approach relationships and sex very differently, right? So your views of being a hoe is still going to be very different as well based (laughs) on what you've been exposed to. So you probably didn't see that many hoes growing up. And if you did, oh, people talk shit about them. Like people was talking. Oh my God, ain't that crazy? Mm -hmm. Bro, that's crazy that you just said that because 
gee, if you compare like today society, like the the things that, and I, I don't want to say allowed because that's not even the case. The things that women are more open and comfortable and free mm-hmm. to do with their bodies that. 40 years ago, 30 years ago, even when my mom was my age, which would be about 40 years ago. Mm-hmm. Look at you like, bitch, oh, <laughs> you the neighborhood hoe. <laughs> like, yeah. get my husband. Get him in the house. You walking down the street, my husband in the yard watering her grass, get in the house. Yeah. Because you throwing that shit everywhere and everybody in the neighborhood knows that you're a hoe. Nobody wants you near their, yes. their man. Yes. Nobody wants their sons to see you. Nobody, none of that. That's you. Versus today, it's like, my friend, a ho- I don't get no fuck, bitch. Do your thing. Yes, there are hundreds Just don't and be hundreds of years of people positioning women in a very, very limiting yes. ways, right? If you enjoy sex too much, you are a hoe. And you an info. Right, like people don't you, even know what the fuck a nympho is for is. real. Up until a couple hundred years ago, enjoying sex, if you was a woman, that was considered a mental illness. They literally, it wasn't until the 1900s that they took it out of the medical yeah. books and said, you know what? No, they just got, yeah, they women weren't sex. allowed to want <laughs> to have sex. So imagine, gee, just imagine women knowing that they're not allowed to feel that, and men still wanting it and needing it Mm -hmm. and taking it basically because once I get into the mindset enough after like give me like a year and you be like y'all cannot feel like fucking and I'm obviously that I'm going to compartmentalize that and I'm Mm -hmm. never going to want to fuck again like I'm (laughs) fuck it like if it's going to get me killed take it off the table but this man Mm -hmm. is allowed to have these feelings and he's allowed to freely express this and I'm his woman and I'm the woman he has access to but I'm not feeling that I can't tell him I'm not Mm -hmm. feeling that you can't you can't like I and, like and that's in certain crazy. countries around the world. That's still, still the case. Day, yeah. That is still the that's case. That's why it's killing me that like motherfuckers. I'm like, yeah, we're gonna get on one accord with the other world with the rest of the world, and it's just like, oh, bro. Yeah, fuck. we still got a lot of work we to do. We are really going through. Right um, now. a recent example, which is was my inspiration for the good girl turned hoe, and that's why I wanted to talk about it uh, today was the situation with India and Dirk, and how it wasn't. <laughs> It was only like maybe what six to eight months ago where Dirk did that interview and he talked about how yeah he was like I'm with her because you know she got a really low body count. Good girl, right? Mm -hmm. Good girl. Um, and she got cheated on anyways, as many of us do. We try to be the good girl and we still get cheated on. And here's the thing too: before when he said that at the interview, she got cheated on multiple times. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But what I want to say is, even when I talk about cheating in this context, I'm not saying it in a way in which I'm saying the person that is the guy that's cheating on the good girl is doing something bad. Now, I'm specifically saying that because I'm going to get into the reasoning behind why they just shouldn't have been in a relationship, right? Um, Because there are theories that we know to be true about men, and it's like sometimes the thing to make them excited is another vagina. So Those are, like, there are studies that are done to prove this, right? And I'm not saying that they're right or wrong. I'm just saying that these are the series of events that are taking place, right? Right. <laughs> there are two people that are together and they're together for a really long time and then the girl is good and the guy is cheating on her and then something happens. Something happens in the psyche once you've been cheated on, right? Mm-hmm. Once your trust for that person has taken uh has been ripped from you, right? Mm-hmm. So, 
what happens? You could either, you know, obviously you're going to feel hurt. You're going to feel hurt. But your brain, your DNA literally begins to change because that trust that you... Chemical reaction. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. There's a chemical reaction that takes place, right? You will literally never be the same person because of that. So you're going to use protective measures so that the feeling that you felt, you do not feel again. And that's going to look like a lot of different things. Mm -hmm. But... More often than not, it looks like the good girl turning into a hoe. Yep. It looks like her That's saying... It's going to look like that regardless. Exactly. It looks like her saying, fuck y'all. I'm going to do me. I'm finna take control and be unapologetic because that's what it really comes yep. down to when you a hoe. And it's not about your is, bodies. It's not about any of that. It's how you move. And even before Dirk and India, let's rewind to Ella Bands and fucking A Boogie. Now, they... You know how it was the same with her. Good girl, great rapper. Mm -hmm. He cheated. They break up. She can't post a picture. She can't post a picture since she ain't been in a relationship with him. You out here fucking on my mans. You you ain't shit. You been a hoe. I'm glad he... And it's just like, wow. Sierra. Like, I just want to Sierra got be free. <laughs> Sierra. I want to be free from the shackles of For this sure. nigga been cheating on me for years. For sure. The situation with Sierra and Future. Same. She found her a husband and people were and like, people are angry. She's people a hoe. hate her. She, she still a- want Future. He just, she, she's still mad. She just did that to one up him. <sighs> she got three kids and a family. Yes. Like, yes. But if people don't care, like, once you, that's why, it, like you said, it don't fucking matter. It don't. Do what you want to do. Be who you want to be because it don't matter. Because at the end of the day, if you're a good girl for a little too long and the situation ends, if they don't magnify the man and what he did in the situation, how are you magnifying me? Yeah. The woman who but got he, cheated on. Again, here's the thing. We know from our our history Everything. like literally it's it's gonna come back to <laughs> us it's gonna come back to us like, um it's super fucked up but it's the world that we live it in is. so i say all this to say you gonna be called a hoe at some point or another anyways so just do what works for you if it means like you know what let me take a step back and work on myself because I'm not mm. telling you like your version of hold'em looks like you going out here and fucking 50 niggas. Mm-hmm. No, that's not what I'm saying. Your version of hold'em is your version of hold'em. So nobody that look knows like, what a hoe is. That's, everybody's a hoe, so nobody truly who defines is. that. People, niggas who don't get no large. bitches. Yeah, that's what it comes down to. Because most know, niggas that I've seen call bitches hoes is niggas that couldn't fuck. Oh yeah. Yeah, we could come up with a lot of theories. Uh, yeah, behind that, but um, what you want? Yeah, and mind your coochie, mind your own. Vagina. I, oh my god, that is like my favorite saying. That yeah. is literally my favorite saying. I mind my own coochie because guess what? I control where she goes. I know where she at at all times. <laughs> and I, that's all that matters. <laughs> like what you do ain't got nothing to do with me. Yeah, I got this theory that people that mad other people coochies got bad coochie because you oh, should be minding what, your own, and, right? And, when and I'm cool preserving with, it and, yeah. and, and giving it self-care yeah, and, like, you know, loving I don't, on it. I, I pay my coochie so much attention that I don't have time to worry about others. Yeah, and just even bad coochie don't even necessarily mean, like, how good you have sex. It's just how you treat it. Like, yeah. you know, who you let in it. Like, who a you, big part like, of a woman having good coochie is the body attached to it. If yes. you got a stank-ass personality, yeah, you, people don't, yeah, they don't care about that for the real. Yeah. Just, yeah. 
right. So, again, in closing, look, if you're going to be a hoe, be the best hoe you could be. Because guess what? You're going to get called a hoe anyways, regardless of what you're doing. And be a pay hoe. So, oh, yeah. Rather be a, be a pay and a happy hoe than a mad and a sad hoe. Oh, and a broke hoe. Oh, yeah, those are the worst. Mm. Um, okay, so <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna get out of here. I wanna thank you, Kim. Thank you for having me, Joey. Coming on the show. Of course. Um, y'all know I don't do guests too often. So I'm I know she don't too, so I'm yeah. more than pleasure to be here. <laughs> All right, and on that note, we out. Before you go, I wanna remind you to embrace your inner hoe. Thank you for tuning in to Provocative, and don't forget to follow us on all streaming platforms. Happy hoeing. P-R-H-O-E-V-O-C-A-T-I-V-E. Spell with the word hoe because deep down, we all got some hoe in us. And this is your safe space to be unapologetically provocative. Oh, is my ground too masculine? Put the nigga in this area. What the fuck? Because that shit is wild.